Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome back to the Building Thriving Families podcast. Uh, this is Pastor Scott. Uh, this is week five. And just a little bit of a recap real quick. Uh, we're doing this podcast series to kind of coincide with our sermon series that we're doing here at Grace Church. Not necessarily going along with uh, the exact topics each week, but really addressing the the idea and concept of family and, and exploring what it looks like to be uh, have a multi-generational influence, uh, multi-generational team on mission. And so each week we've been exploring um, conversations with individuals who have unique perspectives to share. And this week uh, promises to be just like the others, always engaging, always fun, always enlightening. And uh, we'd love for you all to subscribe and share and, and click and do all the things that get these, get these podcasts in the palm of your hand when there's a new one released and then share them. We'd love for you to share them with those that you think uh, would have be impacted by it. And so today we're going to jump right in because we've got plenty to talk about. And I am, I'm blessed to share the, it's not a stage, the table with microphones on it, uh, with three amazing individuals, one being my lovely wife, Heather. You can say hi. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and Don and Aaron Troyer. So here's what I'd love to do. Hello. <laughs> this is already going <laughs> splendid. Exactly what I thought it was going to be. Good morning. <laughs> but we really wanted to do something a little different. So like for the last four weeks, there's been a lot of question asking on on my end. And uh, to this time, what we wanted to do is have a blend of that. So Don and Aaron, you guys are going to obviously share a little bit of your story. Uh, but I think it's also neat to every once in a while have the script flipped a little bit halfway through. So I uh, want to give you guys the opportunity, not saying that Heather and I have answers at all. We just have perspective to share. But I think it's really neat that you've got two married couples um, that, that get to sit around the table here and talk a little bit about family and, and what that means. So let's jump in. I'm going to hold off on my my lovely bride for last but uh if we could we could introduce uh aaron and, and dawn why don't you guys take a turn just say a little bit about who you are yeah um i am from uh kansas from the midwest what's your name oh my name's dawn dawn <laughs> troyer sorry Good start. it's okay. <laughs> um, okay yeah i am the youngest of four and um i think had a pretty normal childhood um, my dad was a pastor for several years there uh, while I was a kid um, yeah pretty pretty typical family um, I am realizing though as I get older that we had our share of things like communication was probably not one of our strengths <laughs> um and recently um my parents are divorced so that's just been interesting like navigating that as an adult um kind of makes you makes me look back and be like oh were there things that were like really going wrong and i just didn't know it mm -hmm. or <laughs> so yeah. um that's shedding some different light but i get along with everybody so that's great. And I love them. <laughs> They're a great family, great people. Um, but a tough dynamic to, yeah. to walk through. Yeah. Especially this stage of life yeah. and, and after everything that yeah. you guys There's have been through. Hurt yeah. um, and misunderstanding 
on a lot of sides. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. thanks for sharing it, being honest yeah. and transparent. Yeah. Aaron, what yeah, about Dawn's you, my friend? family is also, this is a, di- a kind of a difference between ours. They're happy to like sit around and talk. And when we get together, that's what we do. We sit out on the porch or sit in the living room and we talk, mm-hmm. which is awesome. My family is like, we do not a lot of that. We talk some, you know, but it's a lot of doing. We're always playing games. We're always like, rarely do we just sit and talk. I wouldn't say that uh, is the primary defining characteristic of my family, but uh, <laughs> but it is something that's a little different that <laughs> I think both of us are getting used to, you know, uh, the other. So um, yeah, again, my name's Aaron and I am also the youngest of four. I grew up here in Waterford, so not right not here. Kansas. But no, not Kansas. <laughs> Don actually moved around quite a bit as a kid too. I, mm-hmm. I stayed in the house that my dad grew up in, hmm. actually. So a lot of family history here. We have a pretty big family um, because there's a lot of us around and we keep in touch with a lot of the people that aren't. So even just this weekend, actually, Don and I were out in Indiana. We had a family reunion um, and it was really awesome to see. My grandma's 94. Wow. Um, all her kids, all their kids and all their kids were there. So there was 60 something of us together and... <laughs> It was really neat. It was really encouraging and a huge blessing to see that many people together getting along, caring about each other. Uh, we had a family church service on Sunday morning, which was which was pretty awesome. And that's not to say I don't want to whitewash it. You know, that's not to say that there aren't disagreements and there aren't you know sure. challenges. But it's really cool to see, and it's something that I don't know that I appreciated when I was younger. Um, but now I recognize the value in it. I, my whole family is pretty uh, devoted to the Lord. I chose to go my own way for a while, which led to some pretty bad choices. <laughs> but, uh, you know, hey, hey, I'm, I'm very grateful for the grace of God in my life, too, to be back here and to have Dawn and, and to be living here, really, so close to our family. That's so that's great. great. Thanks, you too. Okay, my lovely bride, yes. uh, I would, you have the floor, say um, whatever you would. Oh. Tell us a little bit about, you know, you, where you grew up, that sort of thing, family, that, and we can go from there. Okay, so my name is Heather Michael. Um, I grew up in uh, Washington, PA, where all my, f- most of all my family lives. Uh, my mom and all of her siblings live within 30 minutes of each other. Um, I am the youngest of two but my mom's side, there's uh, I have 11 cousins. And then on my dad's side, I actually counted. I have 11 on that side. A couple of the families lived out of state. Um, so big families. My grandpa on my dad's side was one of 13. He was the oldest of 13. So when you talk about family reunions, we would go to family reunions, and I didn't know hardly any of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I walked in the first time with with Hev, and we went into like family, you know, it was Christmas, Christmas. dinner. I walked Christmas dinner, and there's like a pool barn full of people. I'm like, <laughs> this is not what I thought was going to happen tonight. <laughs> yeah. And that was just my aunts, my uncles, the cousins. And now when we get together, oh. it's their, their families, the cousins' families. And so there's a lot of us. I mean, the joke is when we got married, there was um, 100 
people just my side and that was mostly immediate family so quite big um my dad and my grandpa my grandpa had a farm my dad's dad and then um when my dad came back from the military they started building homes in that so Mm. he would sell off a little part of his farm and then all that so a lot of my relatives live really close it's like a compound you go down and it's everybody's (laughs) like within walking distance to one other um so when we would get together it was quite busy chaotic as you imagine like christmas like bags and bags of wrapping paper um and then we would go to christmas eve service but like when scott and i got together i could go to his house and they're a quaint group (laughs) it was quiet i was like no because you didn't get it often get enough time to talk to anybody when there's that many people so um, it was kind of refreshing to have that. So. Yeah, we are definitely small. So just a little bit about, so my family, uh, it, we, I come from a family, so I have two other uh, siblings. I'm the oldest, uh, and, and um, my uncle and aunt, uh, they have two kids as well. I was the first one to kind of move, move away. Uh, everybody, I remember all holidays, you know, being around, and my cousins were there, my aunt and uncle are there. And that was just what, what we knew and, uh, moving away. I talked about this in one of the other podcasts, Heather and I took our talents to Kalamazoo after we, after, you know, we got out of, you know, got out of grad school and stuff. We quickly realized the importance of having a tribe around Mm -hmm. uh, and our tribe just formed differently where it, we surrounded ourselves with some really, really good friends. Uh, and, and the impact of that, I think, was profound. I think mm-hmm. it was one of the main reasons why we were, stayed in Kalamazoo for so long. Mm-hmm. But then we also realized how vital having family, or you know, around or at least be in closer proximity, yeah. and moving back uh, at a time that w- was necessary. I think really shed light on the importance of, you know, your 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 family, the fam- the familial influence, you know, on things. Um, and we, we don't have to get into the details of that, but you know, you, you guys both mentioned well, that we could maybe, we little. could maybe at another time. Yes. That's, okay. <laughs> that's <very> true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, part of the reason why we're doing this, so I'd love to, uh, how long have you two been married? Almost two years. Which is super cool. Heath, how long have we been married? 20. 20. Wow. And then one order of and, magnitude and together 24 <laughs> and we've known each other 26. Yeah. We've known each other more. Then we've not. We've Mm. reached that point in our life. That's cool. Yeah, which is that's something. But I think that offers. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of why we're doing this is because it's kind of like we do not have a ton of wisdom. We just have a ton of experience uh, and making mistakes. (laughs) 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 That's that comes wisdom. (laughs) That comes wisdom, I think. But what I wanted to do is, you know, we've been hitting on a couple of key common questions throughout each, and I do want to make sure that we get to those. You both have already hinted at this, this the idea of family's complicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, just from your perspective, why is, fam- why is it hard to talk about family nowadays? You know, just go. I, you know, I think fundamentally, like to really, really go down, <clears throat> family, I don't even know that I really understand family in its deepest sense like i think of the great divorce when c.s lewis is talking about it's it's more real right like it's they go up to this place and they can't even step in the grass they're walking on the water like it's more real than their bodies Mm. could 
comprehend, I guess. And I, I feel that way about family and some other things too. But like marriage, it's, and probably more than marriage even, it's the primary analogy that's used in the Bible for the revelation of God here on earth. Yeah. Like God the Father. Um, what do you do with that? I mean, it's how he relates to us and to himself. And, you know, there's like this really deep truth to family that is honestly somewhat incomprehensible to me. I mean, it's definitely a biological institution and a, and a social institution, you know, but it's more than just those things. And so, I mean, I feel like I'm just scratching the surface on understanding what that is. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's one reason it's complicated. I think we're complicated beings. <laughs> Ooh, good. Talk more about that. <laughs> um, I mean, just our emotions, our thoughts, our motivations, our desires. And when you get five, six, three people in a family that all have differences... Yeah, it just makes it complex. Yeah, that's really good. We were talking about how, you know, at any point in time, I could have two desires or more that are contrary to each other. Yeah. And then Don could have two or more desires that are not only contrary to each other, but then also contrary to the two that I have. Yeah. You know, and so it starts to get complex really fast. Real hairy when you yeah. add more and more humans, <laughs> yeah. complex yeah. humans into the mix. I think that's so very, very... Uh, that's really good, and and it's I think it's pretty spot on. And I think that when we're naturally we like we're naturally bent to look through the world through our selfish mm -hmm. eyes. And when we do that, and you take in different perspectives, you're just like, well, forget you, buddy. I'm not even. <laughs> you're not even in my same, my yeah. my same orbit. So I'm just gonna go and do me kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, have talk a little bit about family being complicated i mean i uh, you your family's massive yes um i would say different personalities mm -hmm. um there's can be a lot of hurt um disagreements and then that kind of i've experienced that like a disagreement and it split the family mm -hmm. and so you don't e we don't even talk to part of our family so yeah. um that's really weird as a kid it was like well, what happened? Like, why? And mm -hmm. as I've gotten older, I was like, oh, okay, you can understand. But still, like, they're still family. How do you, how do you kind of navigate some of that? Yeah, so. yeah, that's really good. So we've got the the complicated orbits that you guys just mentioned. We have past hurts that that add to it, and then uh, we're all supposed to love one another in the midst of all of that because we're family. Sounds pretty complicated to me. Aaron just Aaron's smirking over. He's like, "Yep, sure does." <laughs> yeah. Um, so this idea of family, and as we as we talk about, you know, as we go, as we've been marching through this series, we've been trying to expand this this notion of family, going from like the the nuclear family that was really kind of introduced in the '50s, and, and taking a look at how that contrasts to the biblical family, uh, and some of the things that you mentioned. Aaron is just like how God designed us to replicate this relation, this relationship between humanity and God himself, the bride and the bridegroom, and how we were supposed to 
multiply that through the idea of family and to just pass that on down the generations. How have how has the church done that well? And you guys have definitely come from, you're, you're a little newer to Grace, and so I'm not necessarily talking about Grace Church, or just the big C church. How, have, how, has, how has the church done that well, and how has the church kind of not done that well? Well, Don has some great examples for how Grace, how we've seen even in our short time here, how Grace has done that well, and how other churches that we've been a part of uh, have done that well too. So she can share those, but I think... You know, big picture for me, um, when you look around, you know, of course it depends on different times in history and stuff, things change, you know, but look around right now and um, there's, you know, there's marriages and there's family ministry and marriage ministry and there's orphanages and there's missions uh, networks and, uh, you know, charitable giving, and like there's so many amazing things, really, truly amazing things that the church is doing all over the world um, that reflect the love of God to people. And I think that really, you know, we need to not lose sight of that. It's easy to be cynical. It's easy to be uh, critical, overly critical and unhelpful uh, when we look at the church because it's it's pretty easy to do. It's not uh, super profound necessarily to just be critical. So hmm. I think keeping that in the forefront that it's a group of people, there's a lot of things that are not ideal, um, but there are so many things that are going well, you know, and conversely, just to acknowledge some of the realities, like, you know, I don't, the divorce rate is basically indistinguishable from the general population in the yeah. church. Um, I don't know of any orphanages that have closed down, you know, recently. Mm. Um, you know, you look at, we're having a hard time convincing the general population of our belief that uh, killing a baby is not good, Yeah. you know, and, and, we're, and we're having a hard time really expressing the compassion for the people who find themselves in that situation where they think it's the best thing they could do. You know, that instead of coming to the church for support, we're going to go to Planned Parenthood for support or something like that. Yeah. You know, and so we're doing a lot of great stuff, and we definitely need to keep that in mind, uh, we the church, you know, but there's room for improvement, that's for sure. Yeah, that's a really good word. That's a really, really good word. I think pretty accurate, too. Don. Yeah, um, I think one of the first stories that we heard— um, when we started coming to Grace was there was someone who um, was, I don't want to give their story away, but broad strokes here. Um, They were doing something that was not according to the word and another church member approached them and called them out on it. And that first person received it and the one who called him out on it made a very like practical way to come alongside them and just support them in a way that was according to the word. Mm. And that struck me um, like that's what family is like there to call you out like, hey, that's not exactly what we're going for here. Yeah. And to be able to see that here at Grace is amazing. 
Um, and to your point, that practical, really that coming alongside and saying, yeah. enabling them, you know, hey, that's not what we're going for, but together we can, you know, be closer to what we're going for yeah. here. Yeah, that's a hard thing to say. Um, and I love that they said it anyway, yeah. in love. Yeah. Um, and then um, just people that we know that are going through some rough, like really hard situations in life. Um, we have a couple of friends who um, are facing cancer and several, several couples who um, have had miscarriages recently. And just seeing the church, like, again, in very practical ways, just coming around those couples and um, very practical, like texting people yeah. makes such a difference, like for them to know that they're not alone hmm. and um, bringing meals, you know, meal trains and yeah. that kind of thing. So I, we have seen the church shine and be like who we're meant to be, yeah. come around and love and grieve with those who are grieving. So that's great. I, I, I think you both hit on some things, right? The church is supposed to be the beacon in which God shares his message of hope and salvation and, and restoration and redemption, well, redemption and restoration of the world. And we can see that in big, massive ways in some of the social things that you were talking about, Aaron, and then in some very, very tangible, uh, small ways, but with massive ripple effects as well. And it, and it does reflect his, his love for, you know, his, his children. And when the church operates in that fu function, uh, it shines when mm -hmm. it, it extends outside of the idea of just like this family with the picket fence and you're like, oh, no, no, we are brothers and sisters in Christ. We are a family. And I think th that is something that we feel being drawn to of just like, what does it look like to take the biblical standards that God has talked about family and remember and maybe bring to the forefront of the fact that we as his church, we are family. And how does that change and how we interact with one another? Because Aaron, you spoke about divorce, really inside or outside of the walls. There is no, by the way, as a divorced person. Yeah. Is, yeah. It, there is no difference like from a, from a percentage standpoint. And it's, and that's just, I, I'm not picking on divorcees. There, there's sure. a, a That's why I things. wanted to say, yeah. like, I am among that yeah. statistic. Yeah. And, and I, th but it, we have an opportunity to, to, to recognize where we fall short and how we come alongside and how we walk with and how we walk through that we can actually make a dent in how perceptions can be changed of like, Oh, it's, what's the matter with these people? They're doing it a little differently kind of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is the part of the conversation where it makes me most unnerved a little bit <laughs> because I'm not the one getting to ask the questions <laughs> anymore. Yeah. But, I think, you know, on that front, you, you, mentioned jumping in and ready last to time, <laughs> you mentioned last time, some of the challenges, like, you know, your family's in Cleveland, Heather's family's in, in Washington. And, and some, as you've been doing this podcast, um, like different thoughts that you guys have had on that and maybe what multi-generational looks like in, in your own family. So, I mean, maybe that would be a good place to start and you're here and they're not so far, but yeah. you know, not here. And then for you, maybe there's an additional pull or maybe not of they're all there and I'm here. Like how, how has that kind of 
played out in your guys' lives as you arrange your priorities and, and live them out? Sure. Do you want me to go? Yeah, heck yeah. Okay. Um, so we are an hour now from his family and two and a half hours from my family, which is better than four and a half and six and a half or six hours. So we're a lot closer. Nice. Um, however, as our families are getting older, it's a little bit harder to just like, and our girls are in activities. It's harder to get, um, <laughs> you're funny. It's harder <laughs> to, um, you have to schedule those. I think we yeah. have to be more, and we've talked about this a lot. We have to be more intentional. Like we need to get on the calendar. This is what we're doing. Um, I was the first one on my mom's side to move away. And so I have had a couple cousins since then move. Um, but that was hard at first mm -hmm. because we were, it was always come home for this or do this. Mm -hmm. And it was like, we need you. However, <laughs> there's our vacation time, like right. trying to figure out that balance. Um, so I don't know if you want to. Yeah, I think early on being so far away from home and having lived through my grandfather, my grandmother being there, my aunts and uncles, and just at the time, not knowing, you mentioned this earlier and what you said, not knowing what you were learning and, and how yeah. it was impacting you. Mm -hmm. And we recognizing that we didn't have that. We weren't necessarily tied to a church at that time. One, because I had no, I, you know, I, I grew up in a faith tradition that I, church was kind of like a, okay, I'm going to check the box kind of thing. Mm -hmm. We didn't have a church family. And so when things kind of hit the fan, when we were up in Kalamazoo, the, our friends were fantastic. And there were some that were very core to getting us through some tough times, but we didn't have that we tried to find multi-generational influence from mentors that we were working with uh, or, you know, that we had just developed relationships with. When we moved back, we, f we, felt, we felt that difference. We felt that proximity. Our, our parents, both sets, were that much more um, influential in mm -hmm. things. And especially with this, our church family here at Grace, um, that has been profound in really kind of yeah. touching on the multi-generational piece. I think too we were we married and moved out of state early. I mean, mm -hmm. we were in our twenties, so we adopted a lot of the younger coaches um, who maybe they didn't. Um, their family wasn't there, so yeah. like we did create. A, we had gatherings and meals and stuff like that. Um, I think here though, because I also, I mean, when I when Scott and I got married, I then had three grandparents, sets of grandparents. Mm -hmm. um, and we had our mm -hmm. grandparents until our 30, I mean, most into our late 20s and 30s. And, and just last year with your grandma or whatever, but yeah. um, we were blessed with that. And it's like, our, how do we encourage that with our girls as they are getting mm -hmm. older um, mm -hmm. too with the multi-generational? But one of the things I think we could do a lot better on is, um, have more of a community with the church yeah. also kind of tied into that. Yeah, that's good. Not just, you know, uh, flattery here, but, you know, we've had a couple of guests that have come with us to church and they've commented about, wow, it's cool to see like so many different age groups of people here, mm -hmm. you know, and the sermon wasn't about that. Mm. We didn't point that out to them, like just walking in that was something that they noticed, hmm. you know, and it was like, oh, hmm. yeah, neat. I guess that is true. Yeah. You know, that's cool. <laughs> so that's actually one of the things that makes Grace Church really unique is one, we've been around for over a hundred years. And two, 
it's just there's there is this just this lineage of multi-generational f familial presence here where it's yeah. just been passed down and there's legacies wow. here that have been with so that's yeah mm -hmm. that's kind of embedded in the dna mm -hmm. yeah you guys are really good at these questions. You can tell you're chomping at the oh, bit. This is good. I just, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, I think for us, you know, the multi-generational part is huge. And, and that was, well, I don't know that we had those words for it necessarily, um, but we just felt that pull to move back. You know, we were living in Colorado until about a year ago and loving it. And we had wonderful friends, you know, that were our church family and um, it was awesome. You know, yeah. it was really great, but we felt that pull to come back here to, you know, we live about a quarter mile from my parents. We live about two, two and a half miles from my brother, one of my brothers, you know, and we just thought that that was an important thing. I don't really know why. I think we were being led in that direction and, now, as we're listening to this sermon series, it's like, oh yeah, hmm. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then, especially when we when we go to, you know, family functions, it's like, and we see how people are active in their own communities and can come together. I don't know. It's I'm kind of just rambling, but um, it's it is a really important function, and I think it's even more, or it's at least as important in church, yeah. you know, to have that, that different influence. But, yeah. um, I mean, you guys were talking about activities and, um, you know, traveling to see family and stuff. And so how have you guys been able to kind of, or do your kids sense, feel that like part of the mission is this multi-generational aspect, I guess, what's the mission? Mm -hmm. Do they feel a mission? Do mm -hmm. you feel a mission? And, you know, are you guys, do they feel a part of that? You want me to answer that? Or you yeah, wanna, go ahead. Yeah. So it's this. This. This has been really. This has been a very good series. It's been timely because Heather and I have talked about this probably for the last couple of years, but have never really acted on it in a in a concrete way. So it's not like we have like a mission statement mm -hmm. uh, that our kids know. Um, I mean, they know we love Jesus. They know that we we do talk a lot. It's funny. Pastor Derek was <laughs> like week one or two was talking, but he mentioned this idea of a team. Mm -hmm. uh, and Heather and I both looked at the girls and they rolled their eyes. <laughs> he confirmed, but we have been saying we operate we've, as a team. We've been saying team Michael for a long time. Um, and That's so awesome. the idea, and we do talk a lot about, I will say that I think the thing that the couple of things that we have done well is that we do talk about the, that we function as a team and we have roles as a team. And as we grow and, and as they learn more about themselves and as we learn more about themselves, we get to get a better sense of, as like coaches to like, okay, we're going to, we're going to develop that in you because we see that in you, we're going to develop this in you, but it's okay that you're not being treated the same because you're not the same. Right. So we have done decent work at that. Mm. Um, That's awesome. We can still improve. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> we can still improve. <laughs> the truth teller is just like, <laughs> we're not that awesome because <laughs> we really aren't because I think that's probably where it stops for us. And I, and, and I don't know if you want to, you know, I would say, and that's where we, um, with like even our life group as they pour into them, hmm. like you'll see them like totally react differently to somebody else saying yeah. something than us. And it's like, okay, thank you for loving on my girls <laughs> yeah. because they can speak more into them 
and bring things out that we can't. And so I think That's growing cool. up as a, in my family, like we had a big family. And so aunts and uncles were always hanging out and doing fun stuff. And so um, having that kind of component um, is good. And then also our, our parents, um, them also then re- kind of reinforcing some of the stuff we say. <laughs> yeah. It's not like we send them a text and be like, okay, so when we get to your house, <laughs> we'd like you to say A, B, and C. <laughs> but not all at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Um, so them also affirming some of the stuff that they're doing or speaking. Um, for instance, um, Malin is organized and she helped grandma organize the closet. And yeah. like grandma saw yeah. that gifting of yeah. thank you. For, you know, like anyways, it was pretty neat to yeah. see. Yeah. That's cool. But the thing uh, to to hit those things that Team Michael does not do well, uh, we don't really use the mission to inform decisions. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that we have been struck by this one. Like we downloaded. So Jeff Bethke, you know, has written this book that Pastor Derek mentioned. And on his website, he's got this resource of like, how do you develop a family mission? Word. We've, we've printed the thing off. Yeah. <laughs> Heather printed it off. <laughs> And, and we're getting, and, you know, and it's just, and, but we've also been having conversations about this in, in, in our life group and even the guys just like dads building healthy teams. So we're acquiring information we're, we just haven't gotten to the point of acting on it yet. And I'm okay with that, but I also recognize that I, you know, I've been saying this at each episode that it's okay that you haven't started it's just not okay not to start right and it's okay mm-hmm. to start wherever you're at because what you're doing is you're building you're building a foundation for the next generation to build upon and i think that's comforting for me and comforting for us mm-hmm. um and it's okay that we're not we haven't really gotten into it until now when they're 14 and 12 that's okay yeah, yeah. um but just think how much further they're going to be mm-hmm. set ahead for you know when they when they do whatever they're going to do in life yeah. Regardless of whether or not they have a family. Yeah. Man, so many things going through my mind as you were saying that you're just like bringing a lot to the forefront. But, you know, I, for us, our, we have had occasion to talk quite a bit about like a mission statement. And I think um, it's similar to what Derek said, I think, in the first week of the series. But we both feel strongly led in the direction that we want our selves our beings and we want our home to be a place where god and others can find rest Mm -hmm. um and we were challenged by actually some dear friends uh one whom don mentioned earlier as cancer now but um before we moved to really like sit down think about it you know and how are we going to have that inform the decisions that we make how we spend the time um the other week I was really looking forward to sitting at home all night because I hadn't done that in a while. And my niece texted me and was like, hey, can you take me to Taekwondo? Hmm. And at first I was like, I could, <laughs> you know, like, um, <laughs> but I could also stay home like I was planning, yeah. you know, but just remembering that like reminder that, oh no, actually that's part of the reason we moved, mm-hmm. like to be with these kids, yeah, to be with my siblings, to be with my parents. And Dawn had worship practice that night. So I, they, I had no excuse. I was just literally going to be sitting at home alone, right. you know? So, <laughs> so I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. You know what? I can do that. And I'd be happy to. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, that was a, I don't know. That was a good affirmation of kind of some of the stuff that we've been talking about and thinking about. And it is unbelievable at grace. I just have to say 
We've been coming for about a year. I think every week think we've so. come in and the sermon has been about something that we've been talking about. Uh-huh. And it's all, it's weird. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. It's like, and, and then of course, you know, you or Derek or Sarah is expounding on it in a way that's like, Oh wow. We didn't even think of that. Like that's mm. so good. You know? So it's been really cool and really encouraging to be even, even, you know, just on Sunday mornings, like to be a part of that. Yeah. It's, it's been super cool. Yeah. That's really cool. And I, I hear that and I'm just thinking, you know, that's only going to benefit you too, as you continue on in your marriage, you know, whether, whatever, whatever life decisions you've got that you've got coming forward is just like, is this, is this pointing us towards our mission of wanting to create a place, uh, you know, of mm-hmm. respite, you know, and I, I, I just think that that, that's so good. That's so good. And all it's doing is just like, Scott, you have to sit down with your wife <laughs> and do this mission statement before your kids are already gone. Um, yeah, because it'll, yeah, gosh, it's so good. So good. Um, all right, we probably have time for one more question. We're probably already over, but what's one burning question? Don's just like, oh, wow, only one? Yes, you only get one. I know you mentioned you had a rough spot in mm-hmm. Kalamazoo yeah. and I think that was with your health how as a couple did you make it through that and encourage each other yeah I'm going to answer that first because I know mm-hmm. Heather's already tearing up over here so Sorry. I'm gonna it's okay Sorry. no it's okay um so I'll be honest there were some uh there was the for for me personally there was um at the start, I was just like, okay, I'm just going to go into problem solving mode because that's what mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I was probably a little bit, no, I was very blind to like all the things that she was going through mm-hmm. under the surface that I didn't recognize. Um, there was a spiritual high being like, okay, God, there's no way that I can sustain some of this stuff without you. I need you. And then it just got dark real fast mm. because we quickly realized that it wasn't going to be a short journey yeah. like this where this is going to be a like multiple year kind of journey mm-hmm. and I just got angry um yeah I got angry um I probably pushed God away uh for a time uh I probably didn't and because of that I got selfish and I didn't see all the things that I needed to see that I needed to do to sacrifice mm-hmm. for the for for Hev um and that was a, we we've talked a lot about that and and um the things that I could have done better in that. I learned a lot about who I was and a lot about who I wasn't. Sure. And who I wasn't was the, probably the person that I started to really need to like, hey, I need to like, you know, get going on this. Mm-hmm. Um, are you ready? To, are you ready to go? Not ready yet. Okay. Um, I think the, the thing that, it was a lot of self-discovery for me. Um, I mean, had got to the point where she, you know, couldn't do a whole heck of a lot. Like even going to the grocery store would zap her for Mm -hmm. not just the rest of the day, but for like days. Yeah. Couldn't work, all that kind of stuff. And so I tried to do the things that I thought would be right. So like taking care of the kids, taking them to daycare, making their meals when I needed to, coming alongside Mm -hmm. and like, but I wasn't there. I don't think early on for her emotionally like I could have been. Um, and, and I think that was, you know, that was all things that set the foundation for me to level up and, and mm. do it the, the, the right way, or at least try to do it the right way. Yeah. Um, 
And there's been ebbs and flows of that, Dawn. But yeah, and I would say that we weren't um, on the same page faith-wise, right? And so that I mean, it would I think it'd been different had we both been there too. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we found grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. I yeah. just part of the reason we're asking, like. You know, right now, uh, we've been wanting to start a family, and that has not happened. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's hard. Yeah, that can be hard. And I've actually—I don't even know if I've shared this with you, Don, but <clears throat> I've found myself lately in my prayers, and I'm so grateful for the sermon series that we had about good grief. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found myself in my prayers being like what the heck, mm-hmm. you know, cause we've done some testing, things like that. Everything's normal. That's almost more frustrating. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, if it's all good, then like, why hasn't this happened yet? You know? And I've felt that pull toward anger at God. Not so much for me, to be honest, like this is probably horrible theology, but part of me is like, I've made some pretty bad mistakes in my life. You know, God, whatever, you know that you've forgiven me. Um, but, Don's been like faithful. Mm-hmm. I mean, <clears throat> from day one. And I'm like, how are you holding this back? Hmm. Like, what is that? Yeah. So <clears throat> I feel that in, I feel that pull. I feel that pull toward selfishness. I feel that pull toward anger, you know? And I've, I don't know. I've, that's part of the reason we ask. Like, you know, it's a different situation. Um, but, still it's like how do we do this as a couple how do we navigate these you know these kinds of things and it's fundamental to this question like you know what's a thriving family yeah you know and yeah i don't know um i think the thing that so we look back at we don't look at it we didn't look at it then when heath first got sick um but I think we look back at it now. You can totally like slap me upside the head if, if I speak out of turn on this <laughs> one. But we wouldn't be where we were at as a couple. We wouldn't be where we at we are at as a family if it mm. wasn't for her getting sick. Mm. Um, and because I knew when he got the call to come back to Erie, we were going. Wow. Yeah. I, like it was like a lifeline that I think mm. we didn't recognize at the time mm. it, on all sorts of different facets yeah. and levels. Um, and, and because of that, I think we, we recognize and love one another on, probably on a, on a much deeper level. Mm. Um, I've shed a lot of pride and selfishness and control because of it. I still want to fix things. Yeah. <laughs> still, it's just embedded into who I am. You but also had people speak into you to help that. That's true. And I think mm-hmm. that's the other piece mm-hmm. of that. Of they just come like, alongside him. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think that because of all of that, it's kind of set us up in a way to get a better sense and greater understanding of like what love mm-hmm. looks like and what sacrifice looks like. Um, we still have our issues. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a lifelong yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a lifelong thing, uh, and patience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, if because if we would have written the story, 
it mm. wouldn't have looked like this. Yeah. But it also probably wouldn't have made the the impact that it's had. Yeah. You know, not just on us, but yeah. You know, on people who kind of have know the story a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I think one thing too. I know we got to wrap up, but I think one thing for us, the mission is really. It's been helpful, like having a clear mission, you know, because we feel called to be parents increasingly and separate from wanting to have biological children. We also feel called maybe, and we're exploring this opportunity to, to adopt. And, um, however, we feel strongly that parent parenthood is part of our calling. Um, but we also look at our mission and think, but it's not our own, it's not our highest calling. Mm -hmm. It's not our only calling. It's a really important thing, you know, but if, if all God does in this time is highlight Aaron, you're angry, you're selfish, Mm -hmm. you know, Hey, we can be envious, you know, if that's what he does, like what a blessing you know, because our higher calling to find rest with God, to find rest with other people, you know, like being shown those things and working toward being rid of those things Mm -hmm. really, I mean, you know, it's, it's super important. I don't know how else to say it, but yeah, it's the sanctification process being played out in our lives. Yeah, but it sucks. (laughs) Yes, it does. (laughs) Sometimes. Yes, it does. Yes, it most definitely Mm. does. Well, listen, I know that we could do this forever. uh, forever, And I just uh, greatly appreciate you two and being willing to come on. You know I love you to pieces, dear. (laughs) And and being, uh, you know, able to share the, the... the time with with you over the years and all that kind of stuff and i'm trying not to get you too emotional <laughs> thank you both for sharing yeah, yeah. seriously well I, I thanks for asking um and, and um i guess you know I, the, i'm just going to close the way i always do this has obviously hit somebody somewhere in some way shape or form and anytime something like that happens it's always good to say to yourself and reflect okay why did i hear it the way that i heard it what is god trying to say to me about it and what am i going to do about the things that god's trying to reveal and just know that it's okay where you're at because that's a starting place for what god's got in store later on and so uh, i can't thank you enough for tuning in listening and just uh, hope this blessed you in some way thank you team troyer love you guys love you too